This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Uh. I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Dr. Linda Rogesser. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Darian and he'll put you on the air with us. That's 844-305-7800. The show is produced here at the farm by... Kayla Cavanaugh. Thank you, Kayla. Joining us in this next half hour, we're going to be speaking with the author of the Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. That's Betsy Brevitz, and uh, she'll be joining us shortly. So stay tuned. The number again is 844-305-7800. I am happy, healthy, Betsy Brevitz, Dr. Betsy Brevitz, had a 10-year career as a magazine writer and editor before becoming a veterinarian. A 1998 graduate of the highly regarded Tufts University School of Veterinary Medicine, she now lives and practices in northern New Jersey. The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, the definitive guide to keeping your dog happy, healthy, and active, originated with her Ask the Vet column for the acclaimed website UrbanHound.com. I want to welcome on to the program right now, Dr. Betsy Brevitz. Hey, Betsy, how you doing? Hey, John, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good, doing good. I want to introduce you to uh, in the studio here, Dr. Linda. Hey, how are you? Hey, Dr. I, Linda. I would really, being that you have that journalism background, I would love to see your medical records and how they're written up. <laughs> you probably write well, like full uh... sentences where I don't. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps, but at least the you, you don't handwrite them still. I hope that was the, that's the the hardest no, part no, is no. reading somebody's handwriting. Yeah. No, what I, what I yeah. end up when I end up doing is I like do like little crib notes 
on uh-huh. the patient's check-in sheet and then type them yeah. all in later. So Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah, absolutely. I should have been a doctor. I like nobody... using, nope. a, I like nope. using great words like uh, polyacuria and stuff like that, but I always have yes. to look up how you spell it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. spell check. Spell check is my friend. Yeah, nobody knows my handwriting. <laughs> my handwriting is horrible. So that, that's why I should have been a doctor, but I'm not. Hey, I want to say uh, congratulations, uh, Betsy, on a, a great book. I love these books. And this is the Complete Healthy uh-huh. Dog Handbook. And it's uh, put out by um, a great company and a great group of people that, that I really love, uh, Workman Publishing. Um, love everybody there. And um, the Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, the definitive guide to keeping your pet happy, healthy, and active. I love these because I think everybody should have these in their library. And I like them because I, I reference a lot out of books like these. So thank you very yeah. much for this copy. And Linda and Kay in the studio here are going to have a copy as well. But And this is a reliable source and not going to Dr. Google who, you know, like yeah. WebMD, you yeah. have any symptom for yourself and is like, oh, my God. I've, I've, I've got dengue fever or, or, you know, so, something, you know, well, I got, I got meningitis and it's like, you no, know, you really don't. That's why I try not to, um, <laughs> I try not to look up things like, and look at, you know, um, side effects or anything like that because then all of a sudden psychologically yeah. your mind kicks in. Uh, clients do that yeah. too. Like I had a client email something. It's like, can I, can we put our cat on this? You're already on something similar to that already. You know, and it's like, well, well, this has, this this flea control has really bad side effects. You're already, your dog is already on one in the same class. You know, Dr. Betsy, I just, I just adopted a new kitty um, from a rescue and uh, she's one of three now that I adopted and um, her name is Shadow and she just Uh jumped up on Dr. Linda's lap here in the studio. Yay. How's she getting along with the uh, two originals? They're doing good. How's the... They're yep. doing good. Actually, um, good. winter has taken, I mean, I did the whole way of, you know, introducing them and so on and so forth. I took my time with them. But, um, actually winter, my one cat, she's all white, of course, she became the mother figure. Um, she, you know, ends up giving, bathing her and everything. Um, they get along really fine. And, but my other one, summer, not as much, but she's coming around. Before mm-hmm. she wouldn't even be in the same room with her, but now, now, now she's sharing the room. I don't uh-huh. want to play with. I don't want to play with you with my hands. No, she, loves <laughs> she, she loves fingers. <laughs> That's but, not good. But, oh dear! That increases play aggression when you play with them with your hands. But she's all black kitty, yeah. um, uh, Doctor Betsy, and Linda's got a Florida shirt on, Florida Gator shirt, and it's all orange. So it looks uh-huh. like Halloween. It looks like we're in Halloween time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And black hat. So how my how favorite. old is she? Right now she's uh, uh four months on the fifth this month. So she's four uh-huh. months. Wow. So but, she uh, yeah. is young. Yeah. yeah, but she's she's kind of big for four months. I think she's a little over that uh-huh. pound mark. No, they know they know exactly when she uh-huh. was born. No, but there's a guide that we go by uh-huh. for estimating age, especially in found kittens. Thank oh, no, you, Linda. You so many no, that, people don't know this. So yeah, many people was, don't know this. It's ridiculous. What I, what I was saying though is that she was born in a location where. They, what knew, I, they had the mother. What I'm saying is going uh-huh. by the guidelines of the average weight and stuff for a cat her age, she's a little bit bigger. So if we didn't know the actual weight. Right, if you didn't. But you I'm saying I do. She's a little bigger. So, yeah, yeah, so no. I'm, I'm giving Dr. Betsy a guide because a four-month-old kitten should be about four pounds. She weighs a little bit more yep. than four pounds. I can tell she's on my lap. Yep. So Dr. Betsy has a better yep. idea of the size of the kitten. 
I'm not arguing with her Yay! Age. I'm going <laughs> kind of like with the size. All right, it's doctor talk. It is doctor talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know she's four months old, so I know that's for a fact. And if I looked at her teeth, I could probably tell too, but I'm not going to stress her and look at her teeth. Yeah. Well, I had Betsy yeah. actually. Um, I had the two rescues, and then um, what I what happened was a friend of mine had a kitten on the on the front porch that you know left uh-huh. it alone left it alone for three days. Actually, he did. And the mother never came back, and then he called me. Yeah. And he had me on Facetime, and then he showed me the kitten, and then all of a sudden a possum started walking up on the porch. Oh and no! So I made him run out and gra- get the kitty because the possum would have eaten it. Um, so basically, long story short, I ended adopting that kitty, but she was only like four weeks old. Um, oh, wow. I tried everything here with her. She made it to about maybe six weeks old, but she passed away. And, um, uh, you know, I, I had her at yeah. my friend, Doc, Dr. Katie's clinic and she saw her three times and I mean, found out that a lot of kittens don't, and this is what I found out from several doctors and several, um, shelters actually, is a lot of kittens don't survive under eight to ten weeks. That's why they're not taken away from the mother yeah. so young. So, right. It's about fifty-fifty. You know, you have a fifty-fifty shot at trying right. to uh, keep such a young one alive. And the other thing is that sometimes the mother has abandoned them on purpose. Mm-hmm. The mother knows there's something not right, right. about I this heard that one. Too. Yeah, I heard that so too. So she takes the others and says, you know, bye bye, good luck, you know. So that can happen as well, unfortunately. But it's sad. You know, you always try your best. Oh, it, and... it killed me. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was devastated. Yeah. Hence, hence, when I told a friend, she begged me to take this rescue kitten. And I was uh-huh. like, after I saw her picture, I was like, okay, done. She's coming home with me. So now yeah. I've got three of them. Hey, don't go away. We're going to yeah. take a little break. We're going to come on with Dr. Betsy Brevitz again. The book is called The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. We're going to be talking about dogs when we come back. So don't go away. If you've got a question, uh, we're open to it at 844-305-7800. And we're going to be talking about the book as well. So uh, if you've got a question, pick up the phone, 844-305-7800. And the third call that comes in right now will get a complimentary copy of the book, The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. This is Talking Pets. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Firefighters in Santa Barbara County, California, rescued a dog that fell 75 feet from a cliff. The incident occurred Sunday morning at Mesa Bluffs KSBY TV reports. The Santa Barbara County Fire Department responded after receiving reports at 9.46 a.m. They arrived to find that the dog had fallen 75 feet or more. 
A firefighter went over the side of the cliff and rescued the dog using a high-angle rope system, bringing the pooch to the bottom of the bluff, according to a tweet from Daniel Bertuccelli, spokesman for the fire department. The dog was returned to its happy owner, he said. Visit TalkingPets.com for this story and more, and please join our social media family. Reporting, I'm Kayla Kavanaugh. If you weren't around, I would have drowned. I was in way over my head. If you weren't there and you didn't care, I don't know where I'd be now. Yeah, your love is a lighthouse, casting all of the dark out. If you weren't around, I would have drowned. But your love, your love reached out and And we're listening to Talking Pets right now. We're talking with Dr. Betsy Brevitz. She's the author of, of course, the Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. Betsy, you have a quote in here which I like. To dogs who love with their whole hearts and to my home pack whom I love doggedly. That's cute. <laughs> dogs are very, very cool animals, as are cats. I have to say I do love both. Yeah, I've really, over the, over the years, become a cat daddy. I mean, I've always liked dogs, but, you know, over the last years, I've been so busy here and there. Cats really are easier to uh, take care of than a dog, but um, yeah, but there's still a lot of work, too. But uh, but I do love them. You, know? <laughs> you really got to understand them, and I think a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah. I think people who think they don't like cats, a lot of times they expect the cat to act like a dog, and that's not what cats do. So a cat is not an inferior dog. A cat is a cat. And cats are the only wild animals that we can really live with um, reasonably comfortably roaming around our homes. I just True. think their their wild nature is uh, is fascinating. I don't know what they taught you at Tufts, Dr. Betsy, but they taught me at, at Florida that uh, cats are not small dogs. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so in the the dog book, I had to put in a note. By the way, <laughs> you know, if you happen to be a cat owner, uh, don't don't take any of the advice in this book because cats are not small dogs. So right. Is there is there a complimentary cat book available, or are you no, producing one? I suppose there really no. There should be, I guess. There but should it's be so much work. It's so much work. Oh, and it's I think hard, you, actually. you know practice and feel the fur and everything while I was writing. Yeah. So yeah. Now, this book yeah. is published by Workman Publishing. I would imagine it's available uh-huh. online and also in bookstores. Oh, sure. Yep, yep, absolutely, okay. absolutely. I wanted to say congratulations so, to uh, Jackie out in Spokane, Washington. She's getting a complimentary copy of the book, The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, the definitive guide to uh, keeping your pet happy, healthy, and active. And right in the beginning of the book, um, you chapter one, Betsy, Dr. Betsy, you have Choosing a Healthy Dog or Puppy. What's your advice yes. for people on that? Well, um, I think my number one advice, especially uh, important in these days of pandemic puppies, is uh, don't pick a dog ba- based on its looks. 
you have to find out something about what what the dog's activity level is, you know, what its personality is likely to be like. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, it's a mixed breed. How would I know? Um, usually you can get a, a sense of what might be in a mixed breed, whether it's some Labrador Retriever, whether it's some Terrier. Um, so just picking a, that really a good-looking Weimaraner and not realizing that they can be a little high-strung and they probably need a lot of exercise and... Right now is maybe not the best time to be trying to exercise a super high energy dog, um, you know, with social distancing and whatnot. So, uh, personality and activity level is so much more important than what the dog looks like. And if you're getting one from a shelter, they'll often, uh, have an area where you can kind of interact with the dog and meet him and get an idea of the personality. Of course, I know that's harder now with COVID and stuff too. But that kind of gives you an idea sometimes of their temperament and personality level and things like that. And sometimes in those cases, if you can, it's better to foster because once they're settled in and stuff, their personality will change. So, Dr. Betsy, I want to ask you, too, what about because we get a lot of calls from people um, that are adopting or buying, I should say, um, dogs from breeders. Can you give some advice for people that are out there and they're meeting breeders for the first time or looking to you know, purchase one of their pups? Well, for one thing, to try to avoid, if at all possible, um, buying from a puppy mill because they can be very deceptive. You can feel like you're talking to a breeder, but they're actually uh, owner of a more of a puppy mill. So whenever possible, um, go and see the, the parent dogs as well as the, the litter of puppies in person whenever you can um, because then you really see the dogs that uh, the puppy you're considering came from and the person uh, who bred the dogs and what the setup is like. Is this a legitimate, safe, um, sanitary, you know, way to raise puppies or not? Um, getting uh, recommendations from AKC club members is often a good, uh, a good resource as well. Um, generally, someone who's a member of an AKC breed club would steer you toward people that they feel are very uh, responsible breeders, um, breeders who are not just breeding for looks, but also for temperament and good health. And with certain breeds, especially, um, you know, like Golden Retrievers would be an example, or German Shepherds, good health is so, so important. Um, you don't want to be breeding dogs that look great, but you know, up to age seven, and then they suddenly fall apart because genetically they're inheriting, um, you know, uh, they're predisposed to cancer or something like that. Well, again, we're speaking with Dr. Betsy Brevitz. Can you stay with us a little bit longer, Betsy? Sure, absolutely. Sounds good. The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, the definitive guide to keeping your pet happy, healthy, and active. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online like Amazon. It's published by Workman Publishing. So make sure you go out and get your book, and we're going to give one away during this break time. So if you call, and you're the uh, third caller to call in at 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. Call, and the book is yours. And again, it's called The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. The Definitive Guide to Keeping Your Pet Happy, Healthy, and Active. 
Chapter 2, allergies, itching, and other skin diseases. Chapter 5, vomiting, diarrhea, and other digestive ailments. <laughs> Chapter yes. 6, worms, fleas, ticks, and other creepy crawlers. And that's what I want to ask you about when we come back. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with Dr. Betsy, the third caller in to Darian, and the book is yours, The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Kayla Kavanaugh. 844-305-7800. Are you listening to this right now with a cell phone clenched between your teeth as you frantically flip pages on your paper calendars? Or are you a new breed of groomer, bred for speed and efficiency of movement? 123 Pet Software automates your communications, doing the reminding, confirming, thanking, and marketing for you. 123 Pet centralizes your schedule, employees, clients, inventory, and more. 123 Pet is the business management software you need. Start minding your business today. Visit 123petsoftware.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Daisy Charlotte here with the Talking Pets Rewind. One of our favorite games here on Talking Pets is Name This Animal. Jim, what was that animal sound? I'm going to go with a bear. I would say that you are correct. Thank you very much. Here's another one, and it's still out there. If you can identify this animal. It's a big animal. You think it's a what? Oh, Jesse. You're wrong. Sorry, Jesse. Good try, but it is not a bullfrog. I said a big animal. A bullfrog's not big. And we're going to go out to Ralph in Lewisburg, West Virginia. And Ralph, you think you know what kind of animal that was? A moose. I would say that you are correct. Congratulations. It is a moose. Was it the hints, or do you know that that's, that sounded like a moose? Yeah. You know it sounds like one. Have you ever heard one? Like, are you a hunter or something? Oh, no, no, no. That's a man who knows his animal sounds right there. Okay. Should we try a quickie? Oh, John, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we are in camera. Okay, let's see real quick if somebody can get this. Oh, Jesse again. What do you think it is? I think it's a bear. You think it's a bear? Yeah. We did the bear thing. The bear's done. <laughs> I gave that away. We only have like a, a minute and a half left, so I'll, I'll give you a second choice because we did the bear one. So what is it? What oh, do you think it is? Oh, oh. <laughs> Wild pig. <laughs> a pig? A hog? Yeah. Ah, Jesse. I gave you two shots. Incorrect. Sorry, Jesse. That is wrong. All right, so we're going to go out real quick. Oh, Jesse again. <laughs> we love you, Jesse. But love you, Jesse. Go ahead, dude. Man. Only because we got like 10 seconds left. Jesse, give that animal real quick. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. Where are you? What is it? What? Jesse. I don't 
No, it's not an owl, Jesse. <laughs> well, Jesse, that's all the time we have for this Talking Pets Rewind. Call again soon. I'm Daisy Charlotte. Gorilla! 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 Dexmedetomidine hydrochloride formula used for short-term intravenous sedation have been recalled due to the possibility of the presence of lidocaine. Fresnes Kabai USA, in cooperation with the U.S. FDA, issued a voluntary recall of two lots of dexmedetomidine hydrochloride in 0.9% sodium chloride injection. The solution, which is a human product that may be used by veterinarians, is approved for intravenous use and indicated for sedation of non-intubated patients prior to and or during surgical and other procedures. The recalled formula might contain trace amounts of lidocaine, which could result in anaphylaxis in patients with an allergy. The company FDA says if is notifying its distributors and customers by letter and asking them to discontinue use and distribution of any of the affected product. Visit TalkingPets.com for this story and more, and please join our social media family. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Dr. Linda Register. Michelle Phillips with my pet Snoop Doby Dog, and you're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. And this is Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you at 844-305-7800. Don't forget, you can watch us on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio. Again, that's uh, at Talking Pets Radio, and you can watch us on there. Congratulations to Jannie out in uh, Philpot, Kentucky. She's getting a copy of the book, The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook. The Definitive Guide to Keeping Your Pet Happy, Healthy, and Active by Dr. Betsy Brevitz. And we're speaking with uh, Dr. Betsy right now. And I wanted to ask you, Dr. Betsy, when we went out to the break, um, I mentioned Chapter 6 in your book is all about worms, fleas, ticks, and other creepy crawlers. Now, yes. th- we're hearing a lot because of climate change and so on and so forth that um, some of these pests, you might say, like fleas, are becoming um, a little... Uh, res- res- resistant to some of the products out there. Have you heard that? I have heard that. It seems like um, it, it might be regional to a certain extent. Um, up here where I am, we've had problems with fleas uh, that are no longer sensitive to a lot of the usual products. Um, and uh, Revolution is is one product that we turn to for the 
resistant populations. So fortunately, um, manufacturers are onto this and they're, they're trying to come up with new combinations of things that'll work well. The other thing that's happening is we're seeing more and more different types of tick-borne diseases. You know, it used to be just a couple, you know, Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anaplasma, you're done. But there are many, many more tick-borne diseases that we're aware of now, um, partly because the ticks themselves are migrating around, you know, with animals traveling more uh, and with climates changing, the um, ranges of the ticks um, are, are becoming larger. And so every place, I think, is seeing new and different tick-borne diseases they're not used to. So I would just encourage all um, owners of dogs and cats to make sure that they are protected against fleas and ticks um, at, a, at a minimum because um, these are some of these diseases can be fatal potentially, and it's just not something you really want to be messing around with regardless. Now, Chapter 7 of your book, Mental Health and Behavior Problems, Chapter 8, Eye and Ear Diseases, Chapter 9, Bones, Joints, and Arthritis, and Chapter 10, The Heart and Circulation. Now, um, both myself and Kay, uh, producing here in the studio, are familiar with heart issues. I had a heart attack, and Kay had open-heart surgery for a hole in her heart. And I noticed in your book you talk about that with dogs. Is that common? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, it's not exactly the same, um, type of heart disease as tends to occur in people. Um, dogs don't have heart attacks per se. Um, they also don't tend to have high cholesterol, which may be part of why they don't have heart attacks. Um, so, but they, they can develop other, uh, heart ailments. And one of the newest and scariest developments, you may have talked about this on your show, is the connection between grain-free foods for dogs uh, causing certain a certain type of heart disease in dogs that are otherwise not even susceptible to that particular kind of heart disease. So grain-free diets, which are basically a fad, um, it's possible for a dog to be allergic to wheat, but not likely. So uh, these diets have um, caused uh, potentially very, very, very serious heart disease, not in a huge number of dogs, for sure, but if there's no real benefit to this type of food, I would say any level of risk is unacceptable. And again, Dr. The Linda, is... have you talked about that before uh, um, on the show? Not so much, not so much on the show, um, but I have talked about it with my clients. I have a blog. I've been uh, in contact with Dr. Schomburg, who's the nutritionist at University of Florida, as far as why that potentially is with the grain-free uh, food. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's complicated. I don't think they're sure uh, what exactly the mechanism is. I, I have a theory. Dr. Schomburg and I have kind of, like, talked about the theory. I don't know if you care to hear about it or not. But also sure, one thing yeah. that isn't, that isn't um, it, it's focused on grain-free, but also the issue are some of the the novel protein diets such as kangaroo, the over the counter kangaroo yeah. diets. Yeah. And um uh I recently took, like a couple years ago, a integrative food therapy course and Dr. Schomburg talked about the importance of balanced diets. And so I had called and talked to him because one of my clients had a question and 
one of the theories is with the grain-free diets, because a lot of them are high in protein, but the protein is made up of legumes, such as lentils, chickpeas, uh, peas. And so when you analyze it, it's going to have a high protein level. But if the ratio is not right between the plant protein and the animal protein, there's going to be a deficiency of carnitine and taurine, which is going to cause the cardiomyopathy. So eventually mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. I suspect is eventually the um, AFCO and the FDA are going to have requirements for a certain amount of taurine or carnitine to be in the dog foods like they had to do with the cat foods in the late 80s. Because mm-hmm. since they've added I, the additional taurine to the cat food, we see less dilated cardiomyopathy in cats that was nutritionally related. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's something about the legumes um, that's preventing the taurine that's in the food from being absorbed. That's well, that's a, something I was wondering about. So, well, that's um, that's actually very plausible too. I think it has to do more with ratios, but the way things are labeled mm. on the bag, you can have two that have the same ingredients in the same order, but one of them very well can have more meat protein than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you don't a lot of have that you, can you do don't know you don't know the percentages. Although my understanding yeah. is the labor the labeling in the European market has to have percentages. Very interesting. That is very interesting. I thought so. Yeah. Well, I do want to I do want to give away another copy of the book, the Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, the definitive guide to keeping your pet happy, healthy, and active. And if you call right now at eight four four three zero five seven eight zero zero, the last book is yours. Eight four four three zero five seventy eight hundred. Dr. Betsy, I want to thank you for joining us here on the program. And basically, there's so much to be able to talk about. Um, I'm sure conversations between you and Dr. Linda will probably go on after the show. But it, it, it might. She 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 doesn't want me to have her cell phone number. So, <laughs> but you do deal with. Many other issues like diabetes, seizures, and neurological disease, bladder, kidneys, blood, lymph disorder, uh, lymph disorders, uh, cancer, cancer treatments. The book goes on. It's a book that I recommend everybody have in their library. It's better than going on the internet because, like Dr. Linda said earlier, most of the stuff on the internet is like UFOs, conspiracies. Um, but the Complete Healthy Dog Handbook is actually written by a veterinarian, Dr. Betsy Brevitz, and it's available for you to get at stores, bookstores, or you can get it online, like at Amazon.com. Dr. Betsy Brevitz, thanks so much for joining us. It was a great pleasure. Obviously, we can talk for hours and hours and hours on the medical issues, but it's a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for inviting me. And, John, I think somebody should be fact-checking the Internet. Do you think maybe you could like get an intern to do that or something? That would that would be nice. It would be nice if I could. But well, thank you. His coat is very thick. He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky mix. Harold, the Border Collie Pit mix, has the most beautiful jet black coat. Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite will give them a beautiful, lustrous coat. It will make you smile. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Large U.S. ending corn stocks could swell even larger this fall, and not just because of increased yields. A boomer uh, crop combined with uh, diminished demand due to the pandemic could boost new crop ending U.S. stocks to the highest level in 33 years. Now, a new survey by Farm Futures found 2020 corn yield projections to increase 11.5 bushels per acre from 2019 to 178.9. Now, based on updated acreage estimates from the Department of Agriculture's June acreage report, Farm Futures 2020 corn yield estimated would raise 2020 corn production to 15.03 billion bushels, 32 million bushels higher than July 2020 World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates. Soybean yield uh, prospects are also more favorable than last year. Growers estimated 2020 yields at 51 bushels per acre, up 3.6 from 2019. Now, if realized, that would put 2020 soybean production at 4.233 billion bushels. That's 98 million bushels higher than July 2020 uh, WASDE projections, and 19% higher than 2019 production. Farm Futures surveyed 1,044 respondents on July 14th to the 27th via an email questionnaire. Now visit TalkingPets.com for this story and more, and please join our social media family like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TalkingPets.com. This is Talking Pets. So, Kayla, you didn't think I could find a corn song, did you? I don't put it past you. <laughs> I mean, there's a song out there for everything. Well, once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Congratulations to Bill out in Shelton, Washington. He's getting a copy of the book, The Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, Definitive Guide to Keeping Your Pet Happy, Healthy, and Active. And it's by Dr. Betsy Brevich. She was just on the show with us. And you can find the book online, like Amazon.com. You can find it in bookstores. It's a great book. It's the third edition. And um, I love books like this. And Dr. Linda, you two had a great rapport going on there. Um, and It's Dr. Speak. You know, we're in isolation. You know, we're not really having, like, meetings with other colleagues and stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough. No, I, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I was just going to give a, I try to do a demonstration here on this because the thing is, is um, if people are, like, I, 
listen to you read one of the stories, and even when you were talking with Dr. Betsy, most people don't watch us, or a lot of people don't watch us on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio. But um, if you are, you'll see that we're wearing masks. And um, the voice difference is tremendous. So, it is. It is because it muffles things. Right. And also, we use a lot of visual cues, so there's no background noise and stuff being on the air. And with the mask, you you can't see the facial expressions. Right, or and anything. that too, that too. But this is my voice with the mask on, the surgical mask, and you've got a heavier mask on, which is uh-huh. a gator's mask. But this is my voice without the mask. So this is me talking without the mask on. And you can tell there's a big difference in clarity and so on and so forth. But Without the mask. Yes. With the mask. Big difference. Without the mask. I mean, I just got tested and I came back negative um, for both antibodies and um, for the swab up, up my nose into my brain, you might say. Kay had it done as well and she came back negative. Um, so we're good. Somebody comes after me with one of those swabs, I will punch him in the face. <laughs> You don't want to do a swab test? No, because, I mean, it's got to go very far up your nose. Yeah, it goes up. I mean... No. The weird part was, though, is that when I put it in my right nostril, it hit something, so it stopped. <laughs> when I put it up my left nostril, it just kept going. You may have a you may have a deviated septum. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It very well could be, because yeah. I had that issue and had surgery Oh, so that explains it. it. Yeah. And, no, I've seen the flu test done on Leela at times when she was sick. And I didn't know the first time, and she was like, I don't know, four years old? Oh, my gosh. No. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not bad. I'll just say it wasn't bad. I've been, well, been through a heck of a lot worse between kidney disease and uh, and heart disease. I have (laughs) to say, I am very proud of my mask because I made this one myself from recycled materials. That's cool. And... I used a sewing machine for the first time in 40 years. I was just going to ask you, do you sew? Because I see sewing stitch there. There is sewing stitches here. My mom left a a sewing machine that she uses when she comes to visit and, you know, just kind of left it there. I'm like, can I use it? She's like, sure. Well, it's a big, it's a big fashion now. Like everybody's wearing different masks and all and different kind of, I've got your typical surgical mask on. You've got your gator mask on and Kate, what is that? I don't know. Ask Amanda. Oh, Amanda made <laughs> Amanda it. Amanda sent it to me. So it's kind of like a psychedelic kind of looking mask. Well, it's, yeah. it's like a, almost a, like a floral mandala type thing. It's very pretty, very fashionable. Thanks. Hey, I, you know, I'd like that mask, but then also, um, it seems like you can get your voice out a little bit more with that mask than we can. I think Linda's got maybe. I have three layers y- to this one. Yeah. I don't, the yeah. surgical mask, I think, has three layers, but I, I think my voice comes out a lot more than yours does. Well, it's the type of material. Um, this is, one of them is like cotton, and then the other is actually, it's like a poly cotton, but it's material, it's surgical drape, fabric surgical drape material. I had some old fabric surgical drapes that um, were damaged, you're burned like, holes with the autoclave. You're like Carol Burnett in, in that one skit. Did you, ever see, did you ever watch Carol Burnett? I used to. When she made outfits out of the curtains during World War II or something like that. Hey, or, it's <laughs> the same thing. The strap came... Actually, the fabric and the strap came from some old uh, gator clothes that nice, I had. Nice, nice. That I kept. I'm like, because some of the fabric is hard to come by, and they don't, they don't like, they come different patterns every year. So I'm like, okay, going into my sewing stash. Well, it looks good. Thank you. Once again, uh, this is Talking Pets. Thanks for joining us in this hour of the show. Uh, the Complete Healthy Dog Handbook, the Definitive Guide to Keeping Your Pet Happy, Healthy, and Active by Dr. Betsy Brevitz. Um, is available in bookstores and online. 
But once again, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. If you are going to adopt a pet uh, from a shelter or rescue, please do. And if you're adopting what they call the quote-unquote the COVID pet, make sure that it's for a lifetime. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Kayla Kavanaugh. We say goodbye for now, and thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.